Lucy Goosey Gary Busey. It's your best friend here, Benjamin C. Culo, garçon du cuisine at Princeton University and co-host of I Learn Nothing. Your other co-host, animate potato Pat Dean, couldn't be here today because he got tricked into painting a fence by an untrustworthy southerner. So I'm here to tell you all by my lonesome about Kurgis. Kurgis are 100% wool felt slippers made by an all-female art collective in the Central Asian nation of Kyrgyzstan. And boy howdy are they comfy. That's because they've been handmade in a tradition thousands of years old. You just can't unlearn that level of comfort, baby. Not only that, but if you use our promo code ILK at checkout, you get 15% off every order you make from now until the disappointing heat death of the universe. Just go to Kyrgyz.com. K-Y-R-G-I-E-S dot com and enter our promo code ILK at checkout to treat your feet to something sweet. Thanks for listening. Now let's start the show. International. Gentlemen, and I do mean ladies, but also gentlemen. Yes. Uh, welcome uh, to episode 133 of I Learn Nothing, a philosophy podcast for morons, for for learning disabled people. Uh, <laughs> my, 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 <laughs> what a thing! What a way to open up a. Uh, an episode. This is for all the yeah. fucking idiots out there. You know how like you can't <laughs> learn well and it's not your fault? Fuck you. I'm Ben. <laughs> yeah, for all the waterheads out there. Yes. <laughs> um my uh my name is uh Benjamin uh C. Choluk. Uh oh. I am the garçon garçon de cuisine at uh <laughs> Princeton <laughs> University. Wow. <laughs> Which by the way, garçon de cuisine just means the kitchen boy. <laughs> Oh really? Um, okay. Yeah, I'm the kitchen boy of Princeton. Um, I'm I'm moving back up the ranks. I was fired. Uh, I I used to be the president and uh, chief professor at Princeton, and yes. then I was uh, fired entirely. Yeah. I was the president hu- of Rutgers. A, hu- a humiliating for a fall second. from grace. Yeah, humiliating. Uh, yeah, I had to I had to uh, resort to being the president of Rutgers, which was just I mean really probably my lowest point. I'd rather um, die. <laughs> I almost did. Yeah. Um, I was sitting in a in a warm bath with um you know with a couple razor blades, just uh, thinking, what am I doing with my life? But I decided to work my way back up uh, into the graces of academia by starting as uh, a a kitchen boy uh, at Princeton sure. University. I work in the mess halls there. Well, uh, a lot of people and, uh, uh, don't in my know- off time. I'm here to to, to to what are we doing here? Who are you? What what the hell is your problem? Are you, are you sorry? You froze up there, Ben. I froze again. God yeah, that's okay. It. Well, there you are. You're back now. Hey, Ben. Okay, good. 
Uh, hey. We won't, we won't <laughs> oh, edit that out. That. Well, <laughs> we won't edit it out. So if you just made a joke and you're wondering why there was literally crickets uh, on my side, it's because I didn't hear it. I was wondering because usually, usually uh, my my jokes at the top of the podcast usually hit so well, uh, so well, <laughs> but uh, super well. Um, yeah. So please excuse my our notoriously bad internet connection slash my yes. notoriously bad internet connection. Um, yeah, mine is fine. But, uh, mine always works. I don't know. So how do you know that it's definitely me and not you? Um, because I want it to be that. <laughs> I can't argue with that too because it's like how do you how, maybe I'm just doing something wrong. I still I want my internet connection to be fine. Sure, but I still fail at it. So well, uh, these are trying times, Ben. You know, the pre- they're, they're the, pretty trying. The president literally has COVID. Yeah, still they say he's fine. Uh, uh, first of all, who are, introduce yourself and and what are, what are we doing here, real quick? Oh, okay. Well, my name is uh, is Patrick John Dean, uh, protector of Manor Road. I'm a sex educator uh, here in scenic Austin. Texas. Uh, I am the here. Capital of sex education. <clears throat> yes, the cap. The, this is actually where it was born. Sex education uh, actually comes from Austin. It's a very long, very fascinating secret history that we simply don't have time to get to. Uh, this it's a secret history. <laughs> yeah, secret history. And uh, again, the details are fascinating and controversial and very sexual, but we we will not talk about it. Uh, yeah, I am a I'm Ben's uh, humble student. I, I I I yeah, my pupil. Yes, I have been humbled by this podcast. I decided uh, several years ago to 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 got to dog on it, learn something about philosophy, and I have uh, yet to do that. So. Things are going to plan. Yeah, I'd like to remind everyone that it was your idea. <laughs> yes, I was desperate to learn. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll, desperate. One uh, thing that's funny that I kind of forget you do is that Ben writes like has like write ups of like the episodes on like iTunes or whatever, and uh, uh-huh. but, but but you also on the on the website uh, our bios are on there, and uh, Ben uh, <laughs> that's right our bios like referred to <laughs> refer to it as as me being quote desperate to learn. <laughs> And how I like yeah. turned to you, like it's such a it's such a dramatic thing to say. I'm desperate to learn, and I turned to my friend Ben for comfort. I kind of framed it as like because of your diabetes and therefore your impending death that you yes. to learn as much as possible. <laughs> I need to learn but, but as many die, things. I probably would just wouldn't. I wouldn't give a shit about learning, to be honest. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know if if I got a uh, uh, if if I, yes, if I went to- absolutely. So here we're here to learn. If I went to go talk to like a, a doctor and they were like, so you're going to die soon. And I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, you have mm-hmm. like a year to live. I'd be like, well, that's not good. And uh, I don't know if I would like, I don't know. Maybe I would like to learn more if I was dying. I think uh, I think there's so many mysteries. I maybe would. So many mysteries. to. Well, I would probably do I it would've... in person. I, w- I would like travel maybe. I, like... Oh, okay. Like, like find a yogi or something. Yeah, maybe. I th- I think what I would do like climb it, up a mountain and then like ask that like one question. Dude, yeah, w- yeah, what I would do is I'd, I'd climb the mountain and there would be a, a, a yogi waiting for me and I would ask him uh, <laughs> a question. He would probably give me a, a vague unsatisfying answer and I would trudge back down the mountain so mm. annoyed. I would uh, I would scream off the mountain and then just trudge down. I'm a trudger, dude, yeah, at heart. And then just mutter the rest of the way down. Oh, dude! I am just muttering, muttering the rest everything. Of the way down <laughs> to everybody. You, know? you get back to your hotel room and you just 
You, you trip on your shoelace and you die. And, and you die. die. Yeah, I break my neck. You made it like up and even... down an entire mountain. <laughs> I th- <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> my shoelace came loose and I went, whoa, and died a hilarious death. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like maybe I would, if I knew I was going to die, maybe I'd want to see more of the world. You know, but really the only thing keeping me from traveling, Ben, is, is death. Uh, once I find out I'm going to die, <laughs> then I will go, you know what? I should see this world instead of sitting in my apartment all day. Yeah, I think I would go to the, uh, I think I'd go to the Great Wall of China. See, see what's, uh, see what's up there. See what those guys are up to. I'd walk over. I'd that place inspe- is pretty tight. Uh, I'd inspect it, I think. Make sure it's up to code. There's no way it is. Yeah. There's no way. There's, parts of it are completely broke, like, like ruined. <laughs> like yeah, I think, I think, I think they built, they, the- <laughs> they better not. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like uh, the Great Wall of China, like, but like, but when they were building it, they just the concept of things being up to code just what like like a human safety was just not a, a thing back then. Humans used to be no, it wasn't. so I mean, expendable. The, that thing was literally built by slaves. Huh. It, it's funny that the Great Wall of China was a wall built to protect China, but they ended up murdering thousands of slaves yikes i didn't know that to build it man (laughs) yeah the surprisingly complex history of the great wall of china i mean well some of the greatest monuments and wonders of the world were (laughs) built by slaves i mean most of them (laughs) most of them were i i have to believe Uh, i was reminded of this earlier listening to like old like uh youtube going to the old youtube videos or stuff but uh, on the Opie and Anthony show, like years ago, uh, decades at this point, um, they had a an intern named David, David, that guy, and uh, uh, yeah, Patrice O'Neill was on the show, and you know their intern David showed up, and Patrice O'Neill's and he said something really problematic. I bet. <laughs> well, kind of. He said that he was so Jewish that he still has uh, pyramid dust on his fingers. And it's just like, it's like the funniest, <laughs> it's so good. Like, like what a thing to just say on the fly. Pyramid <laughs> dust on your fingers. That's, why do you think Jews don't, don't do manual labor anymore? That was the last time. Well, what's it's funny like is like, that. Never again. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Never uh, again, never forget. Yeah. So yeah. Well, what's what, you know the thing about how like the 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 Jews and uh, how they built the pyramids? I guess uh, <laughs> I guess that isn't like real. It just it's not a real. There's like no historical evidence. No, I don't think it is at all <laughs> that the well, Jews c- built the I th- pyramids. <laughs> I think the main ones, the main ones that are still standing, predate like a- any sort of. Uh, like possibility of of like you know the the ancient Hebrews or Israelites being in Egypt at all. I think they were there were yeah. like some Israelites who were living in Egypt and were enslaved by them. But like, I, I think that the pyramids were already built like way before, <laughs> way before. Yeah, I mean, it's. I wonder where that came from. Uh, maybe maybe I'll look into it and tell you one day. It's. I think it's literally. I think it's literally Jewish propaganda. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know. AKA I mean, it's in, in the, well, it's in, yeah, I was about to say, it's, it's, it's in the, it's in the, uh, the Bible, so, I don't know. It's kind Do of you funny trust... that the, the Old Testament ba- basically is just Jewish propaganda. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I guess it was uh, still sort of a new religion, and they had to, you know, pump it up. Yeah, they're, they're cobbling together their, their little stories. Uh, yeah, which little, ended up taking yeah. over the entire world. <laughs> the uh, and, yeah, the and most good influential on, and, uh, bunch of myths. 
Yeah, and, and and good on them, you know. Good good on the 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 good Semitic people that 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 make up uh that make up ancient Judaism. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, you know, one thing that like um that I think is interesting. I don't know if we've we've talked about this. Is the fact that Jewish the the, the, the Jews Ben the Jews uh they don't uh-huh. do they don't uh, <laughs> the yeah they they don't try to convert anybody. <laughs> They, 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 no, just, they don't. We've talked like, about this a few times. We have, yeah. It's kind of hard to become like, I just love the idea of like door, like, as like, like, you know, because like, Mormons do it. They just go door to door and they're like, hey, can I like bother you about God? And you're like, Ugh. but like, Jews don't do that. And I have to say, hats off to you. Yamaka's off to you, Jews. Keep up the good work. Don't leave me alone. They don't like bothering people. Yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because they've seen what happens when they make themselves known. If they're just like, "Hey, by the way, there are Jews in your neighborhood," it's it's like, ah, what? Yeah. What that. if instead of doing, <laughs> what if instead of doing door to door preaching, they just did door to door complaining? So like, someone opens the door and they're just like, "My my my daughter never calls me," and you're like, "Who are you?" <laughs> yeah, it's like. That- that sucks, but how can we help with that? Like, we, we're... also, this soup is too hot, and you're like, "What? Where did you? What? You're walking around with soup? It's Texas." Well, here's the thing: if it was more abstract, I guess, or a little more generalized, if the, if 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 like a rabbi came door to door and was going, "Can you believe this?" You know, I'd be like, "Yeah, you know, you're right. I, I can't believe it. it is bullshit." I mean, this 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 neighborhood. It used to be so nice, and you're like, "Fuck, it did." What Holy a... shit. It's going downhill. Uh, I mean, it's it's like, we, do people stand for nothing these days? It's just anarchy. <laughs> it's like, do it's people like, stand I, I don't, for nothing? I don't know what you mean, but I did see someone kind of cruise through that stop sign that's like on the intersection of my house. So like, oh no, yeah, that sucks. Fuck you. Yeah, was it a, was it um, a gentile? Uh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. I I do. Um, I I. Yeah. I I really put the gentle in Gentile, Ben. That's kind of my thing. You're gentle one of the gentlest Gentiles, I would say. Yes, I, I think so. <laughs> yeah, why not? Big deal. So, how Ben? How um, are you? This is the uh, the regular episode, the bad one. This is the bad one. This is the yeah. the infrequently updated bad one. Which yeah, well, what's interesting uh, is folks, that uh, is is that we what's interesting is that we have a Patreon that comes out on a somewhat consistent weekly. Uh, you know, I think uh, it, it, it's schedule. Been coming out weekly, like very consistently. Yeah, because people pay us money for that, so we care about it. But this one, Ben, this is really just one long advertisement for our, for for our Patreon for five bucks for two fifty each. That's what this episode. Yeah, if, if you enjoy listening to uh, the important and groundbreaking uh, like theories and and thoughts and topics that we discuss on the on the bad one, uh, yes, you can. Uh, Go on over to our Patreon and learn about uh, some bullshit that you teach me. Well, Ben, think, of, <laughs> well, ben, think about this. If they like the bad one so much, they're going to love the good one. You know? That's it's, exactly. It, yeah. Yeah. So uh, what? Uh, and and so we've had, we've had some are... glorious topics. Most, most recently we had uh, known terrorist Noel Waghorn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my I'm, friend I'm Noel, good. who we have... Yeah, my, my my friend Noel, who we have long uh, oh, and accused of again. Great, one sec. Yeah, this 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 connection's bad. You keep dropping out like pretty badly. 
This one I'll probably edit out. Hello? Hey, I'm, so, I'm still here. Who are you? What is this? Who are you? What is this? Explain yourself. Um, okay. Are, are we good again? We're probably going to have to edit some of this out. <laughs> yeah, that, that one I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to yeah, edit. But I, I wrote down the timestamp. Ben, okay, let, cool. ben, let me ask you this question. And if you don't answer it, I'm going to find you. How are you? Okay, I'll probably answer it. <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? I'm I'm good. You're doing okay during this uh, this this pandemic that we find this secular pandemic that we find ourselves in. Secular? What do you, why secular? Well, I I I, <laughs> I view <laughs> is I view not a plague brought by God. Yes, I view this as a plague brought by by God uh, in response to uh, you not going to church anymore, Ben. I put this squarely on your shoulders well god has the same work ethic that i do because he is late i haven't been going to church for oh my god i can't remember the last time i've been to church um I yeah it's I... maybe 20 years <laughs> oh, really oh wow uh i go uh no, i go at... sooner probably like 15 years oh well, well in that case yeah i go on like christmas eve the most magical night of the year it's it's uh there's a there's something magical in the air and I go to church uh, to make me feel bad about magic. They really hate magic and I bet they still do. <laughs> I bet they I bet I bet there's what, like what, se- the church. Yeah, I bet there's like several priests who are still like yeah dude don't get involved with like like, like my my mom told me growing up that like the Catholic Church like didn't want people to like meditate or learn about any kind of like. You know, uh, any other kind of religion because they didn't want the devil getting into you when you're like meditating or whatever, which is kind of strange. Which, which is obviously just like uh, it's a thinly veiled uh, attempt to get rid of any sort of competition. Oh <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, well, there can't be other magic. <laughs> our, our guy is the only one who can do magic. Yeah, and he's, it's not he's licensed. Yeah, he's a li- yeah yeah he's a licensed magician. It's not magic, Ben. It's miracles. That's what I tell people. That's right. Yeah. I go, look, it's not magic. It's a miracle. What's weird is, okay, have you been watching, can I ask this? Have you been watching Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country by any chance? Yes, I have. Okay, did you see like the latest episode where they literally said that, that there's no difference between miracles and magic? Is that where you got that from? Oh, no, I don't remember them saying that. That, that okay, That's really weird. You know, that's... you said that exact line that they repeated in the show. Oh, and I was strange. Like, did you just watch that episode? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, well, that, you know, that, that, uh, that show's interesting. Uh, because like I, I, I like it. I, I really liked the uh, uh, the the pilot episode, and like the rest of the episodes, except for a few, I felt haven't been particularly amazing. But I, I but I do like the show. Uh, however, mm-hmm. there's only one episode left, and one one thing I'm thinking about. Uh, what, what what are you caught up on it, Benny boy? Yeah, I am. So like, uh, you know, spoiler alert if you if you if you haven't gotten to to watch. Excuse me, the show yet or whatever, but like, why is the spoiler corner? Well, <laughs> so tune out okay. if you're. If I'll tell you, you this. I'll, I'll tell you this, Ben. I, do, do you like the show? I love it. Yeah, I okay. think it's great. What can you tell me? What the show's about? Um, it's about. Well, geez, okay, that's a good point. Like, what's um, the it, what's the the plot? Well, the plot is uh, there are these. So there are black wizards and white wizards. 
<laughs> I guess so, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and there's an entire dimension of magic that uh, is out there, and uh, this... Um, What's the elevator pitch? Give me the elevator pitch for this show. Uh, it's uh, how do we? It's basically how do we sell H.P. Lovecraft, a notorious racist, yes. to black people. <laughs> yeah, and how do how do we how do we account for him in a in a woke in a woke world? Yeah. I guess well, a, very, a decidedly unwoke fucking author. The thing about him uh, as a as a person is that I I don't. I don't know if there's anybody who's like, because because there's some people there's some, there are, there are some things where you do have to take stuff into context. Like you do have to be like, yeah, that joke is kind of fucked up or whatever. But you know, this is back back when you people just did that. Blah blah blah. But like, even for like H.P. Lovecraft's views, even for like it being like the like 1910, it's still kind of it's still like whoa, like take oh, it easy, horrific, yeah, take yeah. it easy. Like well, he, the, the guy uh, was interesting. We did a Patreon episode about him, actually. Uh, and the guy was was is 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 interesting because he is like a racist. Yeah, by his and it's not a thing where it's hidden. His cat is named the N word. Did you know that? No, <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, and N word man. He named his cat N word man. Yes. Uh, apparently that was kind of a common thing back then. To, if you have a black cat, you'd name it the N. The N. I can't believe I'm saying this. Are you, what a are you country serious? we live in. Uh, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it wasn't just him. So several people. Oh had yeah. Black cats with, and they called. <laughs> they called. They called the N word. Yeah. Well, it's well. I mean, you're laughing not because you think it's awesome. It's it's just insane. No, right. <laughs> like that's crazy. To do that's a that's a, I mean H.P. Lovecraft was was so racist that he he didn't like Irish people he didn't like the Italians like he oh no yeah like he he lived in in Red Bank uh for a little bit and he like he just hated it because there were so many ethnics around and these ethnics yeah. included the Irish and the Italians and like the Italians, Jews, like Greeks. Yeah. Uh, I think he even hated Greeks. I think Probably. he even mentioned some something about Greek people. He's just like, I don't like them. They're, they're like oilier Italians. Oh, jeez. Like, yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, the th well, I mean, I I'll, I'll say this, Ben. He's not wrong about everything. No. But the point is that like he, even for his time, I think was pretty... Yeah, you know, for sure. because if you think about it, um, the, you know, the N word, even if you were like kind of a racist, it's not something that you said in polite. I don't know. I think a lot of people viewed it as like a curse word. Like, sure, so yeah. I, I, I not, so it's, not that it's hurtful, but it's like you just don't say it. In it's polite a bad society word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. Makes, it's it's yeah, <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah. So so the show um, is is interesting. I, I, I like I said, I, uh, I like it, but. The thing about it is that um, I don't know. It's not Lovecraftian horror at all, which I thought was kind of interesting. Is that people? Well, why? Why? Hold on. Because, why do you think that? Because it doesn't follow any of the. Uh, I don't want to say like rules, but any of the the precedents that 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 are Lovecraft. Like like Lovecraftian horror is about realizing how absolutely small and pointless uh, your not only your life is, but your species and your planet are. So basically, it's 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 about how we're small and insignificant, and if we really knew what 
was actually happening in reality, we'd go insane. Like, like pretty much all his stories either start with a insane person recounting what happened to make them insane, or they just go insane <laughs> at the end. Like, it's not like it's not like. Um, and I guess you're right. The yeah, monsters, that's a good point. the monsters are are, are, are are not a lot of times they're they're barely described. So it's like. <clears throat> So you kind of use your imagination for it. So it's I like the show. It's not. But whenever I see somebody in the review, it's like, yeah, it's based on like the works of H.P. Lovecraft and like kind of, but not really. Like They have like Shoggoth that show up or whatever, but that's about it. Yeah, um, that's actually a good point. It is kind of it's it's like it has monsters point. and it also address and it also addresses racism. Yeah. The <laughs> point. Yeah. Well, well, basically, it's like, well, the ultimate monster of Lovecraft is racism. If you think about it, uh, you, you could make that argument. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like one of one of my I, I recently I've I've gotten pretty big into Lovecraft over this over the past like eight months I think uh, mm-hmm. for whatever reason and I like his ideas about race. Well, you know what? They're, they're eye opening <laughs> to say to say the least, Ben. But uh, so basically, it's like um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting a new cat. Anyway, so yeah, so it's like uh, <laughs> so the thing that's interesting about him is that yeah, he was like I said a, a complete and total racist I, I think the reason that you can a lover of milk too loved milk yeah we we did a patreon episode we talked about how much he loved milk it's just disgusting and how he and his he yeah. and his uh, uh mentally his whole fa- he's also was most likely mentally ill like like he his parents both went insane and both died in the same insane asylum and he had this whole thing about how he was gonna go crazy and he the monsters that were like haunt like haunting his dreams uh, or the monsters that he wrote about, like 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 he had dreams about a lot of this stuff. He had a dream. He probably was crazy. Yeah, he had. You know, dude. I mean, he was. So, and he was just a frightened man. Like he was frightened of uh, of uh, of Tesla. Like he just didn't trust him. He's like, how does he do this shit? Like he was really like one of his characters. My favorite Lovecraft character or monster is uh, Nerlathotep, of course. And uh, a lot of people think, of course. yeah, of course. I mean, you knew that, but a lot of people think that that Nerlathotep is based on uh, Tesla. Isn't that weird? Um, I I wouldn't know because I have no idea what his like attributes are and or, or like why he's why he's supposed to represent. Like, why does he represent Tesla? Uh, because Tesla was <laughs> like, it's, who is who is Nerlathotep or whatever. So is. Nerlathotep is this is the most human. Of the, of the Lovecraft monsters, uh, oh. basically, like I said earlier, least Eldridge. Yeah, kind of. Would you say? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, uh, yeah. Eldridge is a thing that that, yeah, that comes up a lot. Uh, but yeah, so he, so basically, the deal is that um, with Lovecraft, like there's all of these, like there's Cthulhu and Azathoth and all these different figures. But the thing about it is that they don't really interact with humanity that much. They don't notice humanity mm-hmm. that much. That's the point. Is that they don't. Um, they don't give a shit. Like, like there's there's humans who like worship except, these things. Except, except when they randomly do, kind of like inter- intersect, like the until like, they intersect. Right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but even then, when they intersect, it's it's always hum- humanity kind of stumbling upon these things and then just being driven completely insane. Uh, and so, and like, you know, the beings in, in, they're not gods really, uh, they're, they're, they're aliens, uh, but they are, they're worshiped as God by these different cults on, and, and, and in the earth and, and shit like that. Uh, so well, because they might as well be gods though. Right? They may I mean, as well like, be yeah. that powerful. Like, how do you define a God? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's actually, that's a good question. It's just anything that's eternal and all powerful and like. <laughs> 
<laughs> kind of inconceivable. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I would say that counts. Well, that's kind of lit. Well, that's kind of Cthulhu's deal. Like, he's dead, but he's also asleep. You're like, what? So basically, he's it's, like, it doesn't look asleep. <laughs> no. So basically, he looks like he's about to kill us all. It's 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 just interesting. So anyway, so the monsters in in Lovecraft, they're they're, they're always these, uh, not always, but for the most part, they are these weird, unseen things that um, represent how utterly insignificant human beings are. Uh, now, the difference with this character Nerlathotep is that he is the most human of. Of the of the Lovecraft uh, of the what what people call the Cthulhu uh, uh, mythos, and basically mm. his deal is that he just likes like he like he just brings insanity and destruction and stuff. So he doesn't really do anything. He just shows up and it drives people crazy sometimes. Uh, but he like just he takes interest. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean, like his presence or, or yeah? Like... So basically, the reason that people think that he was inspired by Tesla is that Tesla did the, did these public exhibitions of him showing um, uh, using electricity to do all kinds of wild shit that people thought was like borderline uh -huh. magic. You know what I mean back back then. And so in in the the story that Nerlathotep is in, I believe the first one that he's in, um, he just roams from town to town. And uh, one of the things that he does in his exhibitions is he just shows, and th this is so fascinating to me, he just shows um, like uh, like newsreels, basically, or like weird movies to people. And, uh -huh. and, and they're supposed to be like horrific and disturbing. They don't say what they are. Uh, and that I think is kind of cool. where like, uh, does he kidnap people? Does he like, no, they're, they're, hijack they're, 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 they're like, public, they're, they're, they're public, um, uh, performances. So people go there and are driven insane basically. And eventually the story, even though it's a very short story ends with like all of humanity dying, like the, just the earth going up in flames and, and all kinds of shit. Um, and I don't know. Because I, I, everyone goes insane. Yeah, and they, they kill each other. And basically, my, my point is that with somebody like Cthulhu, like, yeah, like the character looks cool, but like we don't know his motivations. We don't know anything about it. Like, you know what I mean? He's just there. And with Nerlathotep, um, it's not that we know that much about him, but we know a lot more. We know that he enjoys, uh, he's, he's kind of satanic. He enjoys, uh, causing problems and, and shit like that. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think he's a very interesting character. He has different avatars that he shows up as. Um, there's a, a guy um, uh, uh, that I believe we, we might have talked about, Laird Barron, and he has a story uh, uh, called uh, Shiva, Open Your Eye. And that may or may not have Nerlathotep as the main character. They, they don't really explain it. But my point about Lovecraft, okay. Ben, is that if you're kind of going, well, yeah, this guy clearly was like a huge racist and, and shit, like... Yeah, I, I I understand why you might not want to um, delve like did, explore him. Yeah, further. but at the same time, all that shit's public domain. He's not making any money. He's been dead for so long. He has no kid. Like you know, he has no fan. Like, like it's the money isn't going well, anywhere bad. Do you know? What yeah, I mean? that, that's why I think I think the the show is cool because I mean, e yeah, even if if like maybe what you're arguing is that it's not like, uh, uh you know, authentically Lovecraftian. Yeah. You know? in terms of how that genre is defined but like at least it's sort of trying to like position his name as an author yeah uh in a context where it's like it almost feels like they're trying to be like like look his 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 ideas about like you know horror writing and you know his his like uh, the world that he built or whatever 
uh, is cool and a very awesome source of fiction. Yeah. This goes back to that whole question of like, can you know, can you like the art? Can you separate the artist from the uh, uh, from the art? From the yeah. Art? And it's like, and it's like, well, here's a way that we're gonna try to do it. We're gonna like redeem the stories by addressing the pro- the very obvious problem yeah. he had with, with 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 race. Yeah. Like what is because like people you know, people could ask like well, what is like, you know, James Joyce's uh, you know, relationship to race or like what is uh you know, Shakespeare's relationship to race. And you know, it's probably fraught with some interesting debates, but with Lovecraft it's a little more <laughs> clear cut. It's very like, well, clear. Cut. Yeah, with it's, it's, it's very and it's clear like cut. I'll tell. I'll tell you. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's easy to answer. It's uh, he. He liked one and didn't like the others. Dude. He. Yeah. Well, he only liked English people or people with the, or people. No, with, I know. Like yeah. he doesn't like. Like he. He. His spelling is all uh, British spelling, but I. I kind of think maybe that's just kind of the. That was a standard oh, back then. I don't fuck know. Him. But okay, but that is kind of lame, right? Yeah. But the funniest <laughs> yeah. thing about the one thing. Well, also real quick to get back to the point of it not being Lovecraftian. I mean, that's not my that's not like a, a an issue I have with the show. It's it's sometimes the writing isn't particularly good, uh, but it's it looks amazing and the actors are all fucking incredible. So it's all great. It's good to watch. Like I watch it every week, but it's like I'm I'm I, I kind of wanted it to be a bit more like that. I but. think there's a couple points. So not to get not to get mired in this in this uh, uh, piece. And, and and folks, if you know the show, you know that we spend a lot of time. Yeah. Off topic Sorry. before we even get to the topic. Yep. <laughs> uh, there's two points I wanted to make. There are a couple of times in the show where I think they do sort of address the idea of uh, of the, um, you know, the the cosmically terrifying aspect of these like monsters or not just monsters, but like magic or yeah. like, this dimension of like supernatural eldridge, whatever. Uh, being completely indifferent to the, uh, uh, you know, the, I guess, individual or even cultural uh, uh, biases or investments that you have as a human being, you know? Uh, yeah. There's a couple moments where, like, one um, where, so again, spoiler alerts for anybody who's watching the show, uh, the one that takes place in Korea at the end, uh, the woman who's like a monster who... That um, was so unbelievably uh, weird. Yeah. Why did that and, happen? And, but, I liked I liked that episode a lot, but I I don't understand why that happened. Like I really hope that is addressed in the final episode because otherwise, why the fuck did we have that episode? Well, I mean, because she pre- she she predicted his death or whatever, and then also, but she so she and her mom or whatever go to that shaman. Yeah. Um. With the, with the cool with the cool cowboy hat. Yeah. Um. And <laughs> uh. And the shaman is like, you know, your mortal concerns, uh, you know, are are completely meaningless. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so like there's this there's that that element of like, you know, there's it doesn't matter what you think or want or desire or are afraid of as yeah. a human uh, or monster even like it doesn't matter. There's something going on that's bigger than you that you'll never understand. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting v- worldview. It's not it's it's one that I understand why somebody would think that uh, I don't you know, uh, subscribe to it. Uh, but yeah, I, I understand why he why he would think that also. But also the thing of it not being Lovecraftian is that like that's notoriously hard to fi- it's hard, like cosmic horror is really hard to like um, to film because if, if if the scariest part of your story is what you don't see. Well, maybe you're just not a not a good director. 
Or or there's that. Yeah, there's there's also. Well, I watched, dude. I watched this move, fucking movie the other day. Cthulhu is a notoriously is a notoriously difficult actor. Yeah. He's like Klaus Kinski. <laughs> Cthulhu's in his trailer. We have to go get him. Uh, yeah, but uh, fucking uh, fucking. What was I gonna say? Uh, if if you do want to see a movie that's pr- that's pretty goddamn Lovecraftian, in my opinion, there's a movie called In the Mouth of Madness. It's a John Carpenter film. I recently watched it, and it is. Uh, it's fucking good, man. It's very okay. strange. It's 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 good. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm sorry that we got on a 15 minute tangent about goddamn HP fuck Hewlett Packard Lovecraft. But Hewlett Packard uh, Lovecraft. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, so again, so the thing about it is that if if you have misgivings about him as a human, uh, I understand that. And if 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 you you can re- read into his his views in his in his work, like like there there are certain things where. If you look into it, you go, oh, okay, like this looks like it could be a metaphor for you know miscegenation, which he was horrified by. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, also, I hated it. but here's the deal. But it, and, 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 and if you can't separate the art from the artist, but Ben, as yourself, as a proud product of uh, of, of race mixing, uh, okay, I, I thought you were going somewhere else. No, no, no. <laughs> you're you're as a proud a member of the biracial community. I can't imagine yeah. anything that would make him more angry than you checking out and enjoying his work. You know what I mean? It's almost like oh, you're sure. sticking it to him a little bit. So keep that in mind if 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 you're if you're kind of oh uh, like a kind of revenge. Yeah, in a way. yeah. If you're a little reticent about getting into his stuff because of his views, I get it. And, I, and yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I understand why somebody would be weirded out by. It. I mean, I I recently read that story, the rats in the walls, and they have the cat with the name in it and you're like what the fuck so it's i it i get it like i understand it's 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 not a thing where some stuff like what is this written by mark twain (laughs) some but but that's a whole other thing that i we we're not going into but uh (laughs) that uh uh but anyway so um yeah so i there are some people who i think you know who who do this uh, maybe perf- almost performative sort of wokeness thing, which is getting hacked to complain about. But also it's like, you know, those guys do exist, the people who just pretend to be woke or whatever. But I don't think... Like, I won't, like, what do you mean? Like, I won't read Lovecraft because of that? Like, oh, well, that's what I'm. That's what forever. I'm saying, is that if if your viewpoint is fuck this dude forever based on is racism, I get it. That's something that's like, yeah, that makes mm. sense. Like, there's some stuff where, like, like recently, I guess... Gal Gadot or whatever her name is, who who is a uh, Wonder Woman? Yeah, she is. Woman. Yeah, she's going to play Cleopatra, and and there's some people who are like, well, it should be a, a a woman of color playing Cleopatra, and like Cleopatra was came from an inbred family of Greek people. Like, I don't know. You oh, know what I mean? That's yeah, what I'm saying. Say, is that yeah, like she's, that she's to me? Not Egyptian? No, not at all. <laughs> that to me is 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 a little like lame. And Gal Gadot is Israeli, which is like. It's like right next door. It's like, come on. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but 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 again, Cleopatra, you know, she was she was so Greek, Greek. that they, they they kept it in their family. Like there is they're they're inbred people. Like yeah. I don't it's know weird that she was still hot. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah, that is very interesting. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of interesting to think about. Uh, but so yeah, so something like that, being mad at a uh, a white. A uh, woman playing uh, Cleopatra, I think, is kind of that's like all right, calm down a it's little dumb. bit. It's pretty dumb. Calm down, but the Lovecraft it's, stuff, I get. I understand if somebody, you know, yeah. And I get, I get like people being mad at Scarlett Johansson for 
for some reason. Oh, not yeah, yeah. That's... Giving up the ghost of playing Asian women. Yeah, that's a little. It's like so many movies, she's been like, "Yeah, I'll play Asian. I can do Asian." And they're like, "But you're not." Yeah, I mean, her thing is that, like, in an interview, she was like, "Like, her justification is like, well, we're actors. Like, I feel like I shouldn't be, like, you know." Pit, not pigeonholed, mm. but I feel like we're, we're mm. allowed to. Yeah, I know. So it's like that's kind of like well, mm, I don't know. Scarlet, <laughs> Scar Joe. Scarlet. I mean, <laughs> man, it's Scarlet. Just kind of tapping her her knee, being like Scar- Scarlet. When, when Scarlet, you, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I I never saw the movies where she was pretending to. <laughs> pretending to be Asian or whatever, it's, but it's called it's called acting. <laughs> yeah, it's like all right, uh, but um, I haven't seen those, but I have seen uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, where uh, goddamn Mickey, uh, uh, what's his name, is uh... <laughs> Mickey Mickey Rooney. I was yeah. about to say Mickey Rooney. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> That's why I went Mickey. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, he. Which is funny because apparently the novel that that that's based on, they have a Japanese character, but he's Japanese American and does not talk like that at all in the novel. Man, <laughs> but they just did it anyway. It's kind of weird. Fucking Hollywood. Yeah, back in the day, it was just like, throw in some racism. They'll love it. Yeah. But more tickets. More yeah. tickets sold. And uh, what, what, what's weird about that is that I think that with, with things of, of that nature, like... There, I think they're teach. I think also with the Lovecraft stuff, they're, they're, these are all teachable moments. These are all things where you can, if someone is going like, "Wow, this is pretty fucked up," you're like, "Yeah, it is fucked up," and you kind of give them a history about why this happened and blah 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 blah, and hopefully it leads to uh, further, uh, or yeah, rather, further understanding. yeah, further understanding. So, uh, last th- okay, so I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty. How did this happen? Of, how, how did this is such know. a long intro? I know. I'm sorry. We're we're sorry, folks. But uh, last not. point I'm going to make about uh, not really. Uh, Fuck yeah, you. So, sorry. You, if you're you listening, listen. if you're listening, we hate <laughs> Turn you. Turn it off if you don't want. We hate you. Um, the last uh, Lovecraft thing I'm going to mention though is like, uh, so what's what's what is the the monster's name again that you like? Nerlathotep. Uh, Nerlathotep. His appearance so always changes. He's based off of Tesla. Though, well, that's that's what people right? think. There's no evidence. Like Lovecraft never said that. Uh, what, well, which is funny because, like, say he is. Let's just say he is based off of Tesla. That he he drives people insane. He thinks that he's doing this intentionally, right? Yes. So, like, let's say this is a proxy for Tesla, which Tesla was not doing. He literally was not trying to make people insane through magic. He was trying to enlighten people through science, being like, "Hey, look what I just invented or discovered. This is." totally new way i've just learned on how to like use electricity you know that thing that benjamin franklin discovered that totally exists in the world not magic at all no uh and it can make everything so much better and his and <laughs> lovecraft's response is no he's serbian no he's a monster <laughs> he's the devil <laughs> it's magic it's no good get him out of here and he's like no but it's literally not magic it's actually like it's as I, I can explain it yeah no I, i've explained it i can show you how it's done you can do it too <laughs> yeah, I'm not joining but, your cult. Uh, yeah, the thing about Nerlathotep is that the the idea of him came into a, a dream that he had. I'm looking it up right now. And the dream, he mm-hmm. discusses a dream that inspired him. In the dream, it's so strange. The dream he In the dream, he gets a letter from his friend, okay? And in the letter, yeah. it says, Don't fail to see Nerlathotep if he comes to Providence. He is horrible. Horrible beyond anything you can imagine, but wonderful. He haunts one for hours afterward. I am still shuddering at what he showed. So wait, his friend told H.P. Lovecraft in his dream. His friend did. Oh, in his dream. Yeah, okay. he just, you just yeah. 
So it's um, okay. Yeah, it's it's a it's a yeah. I just, just yeah. a sick individual. He is. He was. <laughs> yeah. Again, probably mentally ill. Died in 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 ridiculous poverty and in obscurity, and died very painfully as well. Apparently. Fuck. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Check out our also apparent, episode about him. Also apparent. <laughs> apparently, his voice is um was kind of high pitched almost, and had a thick Rhode Island accent. So it's so funny. That's so funny to me. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, speaking, we're gonna, we're, today we're talking about the opposite of H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Nice. Okay. Now, to, fi- to finally move on to our topic. Okay. Uh, today we're taking we're taking a suggestion uh, a suggestion from the audience. Uh, we're, we're taking a listener suggestion. We need a place. Uh, so... We need an occupation. <laughs> well, the place is is. Uh, well, well, we'll get to place and occupation. I just want to shout out the, uh, our listener who suggested this uh, topic. We're talking about a uh, uh, a postmodern feminist philosopher, um, and thanks to Gabby Millar, our listener who suggested her. Thank uh, you. She had mentioned. Um, I'm guessing she's. I, I'm guessing she's from um, uh, Ke- Quebec. Quebec, uh, yes. Quebec in Canada. Yes. Because we got chewed out for uh, poorly pronouncing. Quebec, which I, I'm fighting to say Quebec because I want to say Quebec, Quebec so or Quebec or Quebec, which is how you pronounce it. I pronounce it. Yeah, I really am. I sound it's so <laughs> which that offends me. That one's that one. So hurts it's me. so white trash. Quebec. Yeah, it is. It is just the whitest of trash to, to, to say it like that. But that's me. Yeah. <laughs> that's me. How funny is that phrase? White trash. It's such a like yeah. if you really think about it. What a shitty thing to call someone. Yeah. Garbage. Garbage. You're garbage. <laughs> oh. And also it's like you're you're and you're also you're part of like the most privileged race yeah. in, in uh in, in Western society. Congrats. But you're still garbage. But you're but also I still look at you as if you are indeed garbage. Um so uh yeah, uh so uh, Gabby also mentioned um after completely uh, undressing us, yes, for uh, for mispronouncing uh, Quebec. Sorry about uh, it. She, yeah, sorry. Um, we're also uh, she suggested that we talk about her her favorite philosopher, uh, Ellen Sisu, uh, which I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. I bet you are. Uh, she, I, I I think I am. I but believe I'm in you. Not because here's the thing. I think French has secret letters. I'm pretty sure French has secret letters <laughs> that people who aren't 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 native French speakers like do, either don't see or can't read. Uh, and so we end up pronouncing them weird. My God. Um, I think you're right. I had this friend. Okay. So real quick, I had this friend in, uh, Must be nice. uh, like, yeah, it's nice to have a friend. I had this friend in like elementary school into, into sort of like uh middle school before I went to the Heights. Uh, he lived two doors down from me. He was, a f- I guess basically a French exchange student. Um, but he was there. His whole family moved to DC because his dad was like a, like a Naval officer for the French and as part of like an officer exchange program okay. or something like that. Sure. Um, but anyway, we became friends. His name was Mathieu and, um, Mathieu, uh, very French. And Hello, uh, his last name, is, Hello. his last name is like, is Le, Le Dois, I think, or something. I can't pronounce it. Uh, so his uh, anonymity will stay will stay forever guarded because of my mispronunciation. Good, but I kept trying to pronounce his own last name to him, and he would keep correcting me, and I'd be like, I can't, I couldn't hear the difference. 
Like I tried. Yeah, my best yeah, to, like, yeah. You know how that happens? I was like mimicking his like. He's like, no, it's, it's le droit, and I'm like le droit, and he's like, no, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, like, wh- and he's like, it's le droit, and I'm like le droit, and he's like. What is wrong with you? Dude, when I when I was working uh, at Maggiano's Little Italy in beautiful mm-hmm. Austin, Texas, when I, I when I worked with those uh, Algerian dudes, they would kind of do that where like they, they would ask me what like uh, a word for like like how to say a word or whatever and I I'd, I'd tell them and they repeat it back to me and it just sounded nothing like what I said. And I'd be like, "No, it's our uh-huh. I I'd, 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 I'd be like, uh, yeah, it's it's uh chapel." And they're like, "Uh-huh." And they're like, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, no, I chapel. Like, that's what I fucking said. So I'm sure. Yeah, and they're like, Hap. yeah, I'm sure to <laughs> him, like, no, you chapel. were just, you were just <laughs> vomiting all over his, his, his language, which they, uh, I guess take pretty personal, uh, in France. Pretty personally. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, so today we're talking about, uh, Hélène Sisu. Yes. Um, Okay, so she is uh, our listeners' favorite philosopher. Uh, she mentions just as a comment, she says uh, she, that she's a masochist, so she wants to hear me oh, no. uh, completely butcher uh, what her works and writing <laughs> are about. So she's so setting you. She's go. actively setting you up to fail. Uh, oh yeah, and I'm and I'm foolishly taking up the challenge. Man, so, Gabby so, fucking rules. Know, challenge accepted. Here we go, Gabby. This better this. be good. This whole episode uh, rides on you. I was I was actually pleasantly surprised that, uh, that this was actually very interesting. There's some funny, there's some really cool things uh, that I learned. Uh, this is not a this. First of all, again, so a couple things. This is a uh, a French feminist philosopher, which you know, again, you have one your, of our strongest, yeah, one of our strongest points uh, as a philosophy podcast is discussing feminist philosophy. Yes, um, something that we don't, definitely don't need to work on at all. No, why would um, we? Not only that, but uh, she's part of the uh, quote unquote postmodern tradition, uh, or post-structuralist tradition, which is not my specialty. No, uh, they're they are just generally very ex- extremely hard to read. Oh, <laughs> extremely hard. God damn. It. Uh, and um, Gabby, they're almost they're, they're almost like magic. It's it's like a it's like reading a book about spells or something. I was just like I don't know what they're talking about, <laughs> but it seems. It seems to have an overwhelming effect on a lot of people, on a lot of people in like you know English departments and uh, wow, and comparative lit departments. And Gabby, it's uh, really uh, it's captivated our friend Gabby for many years. It sounds like it so- sounds like it. Um, but I was I-, I was presently surprised at how actually pretty uh, clear uh, the writing was and how interesting it was. Uh, usually, I-, I can't get anything from postmodern philosophers, no. but I, I no. like this one. Um, so yeah, so Pat, what do you remember about postmodern philosophy? If we can start with that real quick, how weird of that would you be if I just gave you like a just so a, a succinct out. summarization? So weird, yeah. Out. Um, I don't remember anything, okay? Not literally, not, not little, no. Well, bet we don't ever do this podcast, no, I don't remember anything. So, okay, can you guess? Can you, I mean, I've already kind of told it's you about this, hanging so out is... and being yourself. A little, actually, a little bit. Those are my two favorite <laughs> things: hang out and be myself. You know, it's the only um, a little bit. You're 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 not you're not I'm gonna, I'm gonna I mean, that... Well, if it's postmodern, I'm gonna I'm gonna just go ahead and make some guesses based purely on that. Uh, I'm gonna guess that it arose uh, after World War II. Yeah. Okay. I'm going good. to guess that it 
probably introduces some new uh, concepts and sort of not uh, <laughs> not shits on the old, but tries to move on from the old. And offhand, uh, so people in France love it. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Okay, so a little bit, except for I think was that the third point where you said uh, they don't shit on the old and they they move on to something new. Yes, I would say is emphatically not the case with postmodernism. Son of a bitch. They they shit on modernism, uh, quote unquote, like modernist philosophy or, or like the tradition of philosophy before them, uh, hard. They, oh. they they shit on it a ton. So the exact opposite um, of what I said. Yeah, nice. kind of the exact opposite. Nice not time. only that, not only did they not really like come up with something completely new, but they, in my opinion, postmodernism sort of does end up, in a way, recycling, uh, like older concepts, but just kind of like in a new context. Yeah. Uh, which is a horribly vague way to put that, but um, well, it's a horribly vague there world. You go. This is a horribly vague world. It's actually one of the vaguest worlds that we could ever live in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, which is why we're doing this, which is why philosophy exists. Dude, let's like, get matching. Philosophy is basically just philosophy is basically just like the study of, of, of uh, saying to the world, can you be more specific? Oh, please? oh no. <laughs> Dude, let's get matching tattoos that just say vague. Okay, on that's kind of cool. Next. Uh, I'm, I'm into that because there's a... Uh, I don't know if you I'm into wa- this. do you watch Shit's Creek? I'm into this. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. I've I've been meaning to watch it because I heard it's hilarious. But uh, no, I, I haven't I haven't watched it yet. Well, it's very good. And one of my favorite characters on it, his name is David. Um, David, who's who's Eugene Levy's actual son in real life too. Yeah, I didn't um, know that. Uh, and yeah, he looks just like him. I don't know. You why can I tell. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he wears he, he wears these shirts that just have like random words on them, and one of them is just a sweater that says nonplussed. <laughs> and I always I thought that was so cool. <laughs> That's hilarious. Anyway. Uh yeah, L- Eugene Levy is 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 it's never mind. We've already gone off on so many. I'll save this for a future. Uh, yeah, okay. That's cool. We can talk about Eugene Levy <laughs> on another podcast. Um but okay, so Ellen Sisu, uh speaking of Jews, she was born to Jewish parents. Nice uh, in Yeah, okay. So can you take a wild guess where? Where she was born? Yeah, think think of your um think of your friends who you were just talking about who have trouble pronouncing English. Really, words. French Algeria. She was born yeah in in Ju- on June fifth, nineteen thirty seven, in Oran, Algeria. I wonder if uh, if uh, she knew any Berbers. I'm sure she probably met some. Az- uh, I, I, if uh, I'd say Azul to her, that means hello. Okay, and 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 and, and, and Tibushin. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, the team, which she would love to hear, I'm sure. I'm sure she'd be very, very mad at us for saying that to her. Yeah, <laughs> it means um, it means nice but, tits in, in Berber. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, she was. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't. She'd be, she'd probably be pissed, but also like maybe weirdly impressed <laughs> because she'd be like, "How did?" How do you know to say that in Berber? I mean, you know, some some people like compliments, you know, so maybe she'd love it. You don't know. And, uh, yeah. And some some, uh, you know, nomadic, probably very patriarchal societies uh, love tits. So, Who, yeah, big deal. Yabo City. Um, that's what that's what that's what Yabo- they called the city. This one was from in Algeria. It translates to yeah. Yabo City. Isn't that weird? 
Isn't it weird that they have a word specifically for the word yabos? I that I, I thought that was kind of odd, but whatever. You know, I don't I don't judge other cultures. They just go cool. What a cool thing. Yeah, We're just learning from each other. Uh, okay, so she uh, was a huge supporter of Algerian independence. Um, here's a quick th- note about postmodern French postmodern philosophers. For some reason, a lot of them, like a ton of them, were like. Not even postmodern, but a lot of French philosophers, like after World War II, were from Algeria, like fucking Camus, Algeria, Jacques huh. Derrida, Algeria. Well, uh, I think I th- Alain Sisu, Algeria. I think what it is is these French people, like at some point, realize like, oh fuck, we're in Algeria. That's kind of weird, and then they just it like it inspired them to think more about life because they're like, why are we here exactly? A little bit, yeah. I mean, because there are like a lot of well, so Camus was like a like a regular like not regular, (laughs) but like a white French person, like French descended. Um, Oh, uh, uh, colonizer, Pied Noir. Yeah, Pied Noir, exactly. Yeah, Uh, fuck you. But uh, Sisu and uh, Jacques Derrida, who were homies, by the way, uh, were both um, were both Jews from Algeria. They weren't like actually. I don't know about uh, Sisu. She might be descended from like french people but derrida was not hmm. um but anyway uh so just real quick about her life she uh uh basically became an academic almost immediately like she was very very smart she went to the university of bordeaux uh and um you know wrote a lot about uh literature literary theory and uh ultimately kind of got into postmodern philosophy and uh kind of used that lens to almost kind of create the uh, this tradition of uh, what's called post-structuralist theoretic feminism, um, which is like very, very French and very, very influential in, you know, the feminist movement uh, after World War II. Um, now, she, in, in the, the riots of like 1968, remember when the French, the French love rioting and their best one was in May of 1968. They're so good at it. They get everything they They're want. They're really good at it. They they get everything so, they want when they when they fucking riot. It's insane. New uh, yeah. form of government, sure. Uh, vacation time, sure. Like they just get like it's so crazy. It's weird. It's weird. So it's all, weird. Almost. Yeah. Well, with with the 1968 riots, which is something we should probably talk about because it's a really big like uh, event, uh, especially in in European history. I would say uh, it it didn't get everything that they wanted because what they were trying to go for was kind of like a, a destruction of the, uh, like the capitalist, uh, status quo in, in France, uh, which they obviously didn't get because France is still capitalist as fuck. Yes. Um, but they did get a lot of concessions. Like they completely reorganized the education system in France because of this. Um, and she was in charge of basically creating her own university. (laughs) That's wild. Uh, yeah, not really creating it like out of scratch, but she was like the administrator of this new thing called the University of Paris Eight, which uh, the University of Paris kind of is like a like a university system, sort of like sort of like you know how the University of California is like a system of like different colleges. So you have like UC Berkeley, UCLA, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, uh, University of Paris, they divided into like thirteen different colleges, and each one is like responsible for a different like field of study. So she was in charge of University of Paris 8 or the 8th or whatever. Okay. Um, now, that's pretty cool. She also uh, was really, really, really good friends with Jacques Derrida, who was like the superstar postmodern philosopher. Uh, 
and we talked about him a little bit. Do you remember him at all? Uh, say, what, what was his name? Derrida? No. No. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> Some of these guys I, I remember, but I don't remember exactly what they talked about. But uh, I, I don't. I mean, do you remember hearing his name? No. <laughs> do you no. remember talking no. about him at all? I mean, I, I've <laughs> forgotten that that person ever existed. <laughs> that person may okay. as well have never walked this earth because I, I have no memory of. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird because it kind of plays into his philosophy of um, uh, the primacy of uh, presence versus absence. And, well, I got a lot uh, of absence. Well, well, so does he in your mind, apparently. <laughs> uh, so, uh, okay, so we got to talk about Derrida a little bit because it really is kind of a huge springboard for her philosophy. Okay. Um, but, uh, well, before we get to Derrida, we got to talk about this one guy, too, uh, who we've also talked about uh, in a, uh, a, a powder-filled episode with our, uh, with our good friend Jared. Uh, oh, yeah. Came up with one of our famous, famous catchphrases. It's Freud, uh, baby. It's Freud, baby. So Freud was a big deal, apparently. Um, now, this guy, I if remember. you remember, just yeah, uh, if you remember uh, Freud, he talked about how uh, babies are all babies are perverts. Um, they go through different stages, like yeah. the uh, the oral stage, the anal stage, uh, yeah, the genital stage. I remember this there's vividly. The, <laughs> there's the Oedipus complex where uh, little boys. Uh, want to, fu- you know, secretly, unconsciously want to fuck their moms and kill their fathers. Uh, and everything has to do with their fucking buttholes and, and dicks and how uh, uh, women or females are, are have penis envy. You remember penis envy? I Yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, where uh, which which you and I both also suffer from. Yes. Um, with, <laughs> where uh, the theory goes that. um uh, girls slash women slash females uh, have this feeling of inadequacy that they internalize because they don't have a penis. They look down at their non-penis and they think that uh, they did something wrong to have it removed. This kind of weird fear of castration, uh, and like you know, that's where you get the neuroticism that you see in 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 women. Like allegedly, you know, this is what he argues, uh, which is all, by the way, like complete bullshit. <laughs> oh, like, it's like wrong. Pretty much, com- <laughs> yeah, pretty much completely debunked. But uh, there is this undercurrent where Freud kind of struck a, a chord with a lot of people, where uh, a lot of our neuroses or just mental problems or just weird behavioral problems come from uh, a, a weird, like a, a weird relationship with our unconscious selves. That there's this kind of element, like substratus part of our brains that you know uh deals with uh un you know unfulfilled desires taboo desires things like that that kind of leak into our consciousness that's kind of the main the main thing that is not totally debunked okay if that makes sense yes okay uh so they go from there uh a lot of like postmodern philosophy sort of takes a cue from freud and 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 uh they reject a whole lot of like this bullshit thing about penis envy and the oedipus complex and penis the anal stage and shit like that yeah um but they do kind of believe that there is this this weird way that our identity is formed by this like undercurrent sort of like the river of slime in ghostbusters 2 uh of like <laughs> our unconscious 
like unconscious desires, unconscious drives that like are trying to find some sort of release and they can't find it. Okay. Um, but this kind of goes down differently, obviously for men and women. Uh, and that's one thing that she kind of didn't re reject. Uh, it, it's not so much that there isn't a difference between men and women or, or males and females. It's just not how Freud said, because Freud had no idea what he was talking about. Well, I'll <laughs> say this though. Women, uh, uh -huh. do things like this whereas yeah. men do the same thing like this but different yeah think about that <laughs> get um, that into your fucking brain uh yeah that's funny because you're not totally wrong that's uh <laughs> the most i would say uh uh tautological and uninformative way to ca characterize it sure. um, without without being wrong. It's like, yes, women do things differently than men. <laughs> <laughs> the, the interesting question is why? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, okay. So uh, now Derrida, real quick, we have to go through just a little bit of his philosophy. Again, I mentioned how he's got, uh, okay. So one of his main things is deconstruction. Okay. Have you heard of deconstruction? You're an English major. I hope yeah, I fucking know what deconstruction. deconstruction is. No, I've okay, never heard of it. What it was, Ben, is I, uh, for several years, I studied a subject called English uh, and, and literature and stuff, and I, I never once was introduced to the, the top to the concept of, of deconstructing something. Okay, okay, asshole. What? I'm, no, <laughs> I'm agreeing with what you. What is it? I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> I have no. I don't know what it is. Are you serious? You didn't. You didn't study any deconstruction stuff in in, in English. Of course. Oh, you're fucking with me. Yes, I'm okay. fucking with Fuck you. you. <laughs> I'm clearly fucking so, so, with you. What do you remember about it? <laughs> what about deconstruction? So much. Yeah. So, so so fucking. Let, let, let's hear it. It's uh. It's <laughs> take the reins for a second. So what it is is it's when uh you need to uh, it's when you build something. And then no, you realize, this, well, we have to this, knock it this down. This is what you did last time. What? <laughs> this is what you did in our Dairy Die episode. You did the exact same bit. Well, I'm nothing if not consistent. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. De what was your thing? Uh, what else is it? Deconstruction uh, is when uh, you... I'm trying to come up with something else funny, and I got nothing. Um, <laughs> Do you know the actual answer? Of course, you know I know the, the actual answer. It? Deconstruction is is when is when you like uh, analyze stuff and then break it down and, and figure out like uh, what like how, like the different components of 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 whatever you're studying. You know, a a little bit, yeah. I mean, a little bit. It's it's also kind of uh, trying to knock off like the um, the hierarchical concept that's that's kind of being presented by a certain word or a certain text yes right uh kind of knocking it off its pedestal and and sort of using context clues in a way uh to show that it could equally be its opposite like its binary opposite okay so like absence and presence uh man woman uh self other um a bunch of other things uh, any sort of like binary oppositions yes right? uh that when you read a text, when you read a certain text, it's been understood that like you know, um, there is uh, an underlying concept that's kind of underpinning all of it. Uh, and Derrida was kind of one of the main first guys to say, well, you could interpret this text uh, for it to mean its opposite. Not 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 that the actual substance of that text is the opposite, but it's like preconditions, it's preconceptions. 
are, are the opposite. Like it's not trying to say that this thing is is good. It's trying to say that its opposite is actually good, in a way. Oh, okay. Which is a very very vague way to put that. But anyway, so that it's it's sort of like uh yeah it, it's sort of like knocking the box under uh or, or like tripping up like the culturally agreed upon concepts underlying these texts right like how we interpret them um and one of the main things that derrida comes up with is this idea of uh it's called logocentrism okay and that's basically just the idea that uh speech is kind of primary to the written word right like when you hear someone speak the words that come out of their mouth you kind of take that as uh like a representation of their thoughts their beliefs uh you know their account Right. Yeah. Uh, And a written account is actually uh, not as trustworthy. Right. Because if it's written down on text, you know, it's uh, it it can after so many years, the the meaning of the words can change. Um, Maybe, you know, the text itself has been tampered with or something. Any sort of reasons for why, you know, a a written text uh, is not as trustworthy, quote unquote, as like a spoken account, like a witness testimony, for example, something like that. Sure. Okay. Uh, and he kind of undercuts that. He says that there's no real reason why, uh, like, spoken speech should be given a primary, more of a primary position over written words. And then he starts extending this to all sorts of binary opposites. So, again, there's uh, absence versus presence. Uh, he talks about how in the Western world, it's sort of assumed that, uh, you know, the main, like, metaphysical concept that we start with is that there is something right rather than nothing yeah uh and it, where he would argue that it's it's just as easy to interpret the world as it being filled with nothing right no thing no one identifiable thing it's all just this flux it's like a soup and therefore there is no actual presence there's just an absence so what you're saying is okay. instead of justice there's just us <laughs> so what's infuriating is that the <laughs> That's kind of a good example. Yeah, you're damn right it is. <laughs> and and <laughs> and I think maybe Derrida might agree with you. There is no justice. Nice. There, there is just us. Face. Uh, because just us. Just us. However you're, however you're conceiving of it, I have no idea how, what you think that is. But I'm imagining. <laughs> I'm imagining it's more fluid and and a little more contextual, right? Yes. Then the idea of justice like with a capital j like this is the law this is just this is justice right sure um derrida would say yeah well no it's not as easy as that there's there's no such thing as like the this like objective uh you know out out in the world concept of justice it's more of a fluid fluctuating thing well for example sure okay um all right so that's like a, a a very quick uh derrida primer um now, Hélène Cissou, who is like super close, who is super close with Derrida, I have a little bit of a theory uh, that they maybe fucked uh, and just like did, like kept it on the down low. I, I suspect that. <laughs> okay, because they talked about each other like a lot. Wow, and they were like really into each other. Okay, like, they were like, oh, she's brilliant, she's amazing, and then she was like, he's amazing. He's like, he's like my uh, like like a like a Gemini sort of relationship, like my long lost twin. Blah blah blah. Wow. You know, they were like, they were like, they really liked each other's like work, 
And I suspect I, I this is again just my personal sure opinion, your sexy opinion, theory, whatever. This is my sexy opinion. Every I think they we're doing, think, yeah, we're doing a new segment. I think they, I think they boned. We're doing a new segment on the show called "Did They Fuck," and this is the first uh, seg, the first ever. And you're saying yes. I'm, 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 ar- I'm arguing yes. Okay. Um, this is gonna be the hottest. New I don't segment. know for sure. This isn't like like you know uh, Hannah Arendt and, and Heidegger. They definitely boned. Like that's historically known. Uh, you know Sartre and uh, Simone de Beauvoir. They definitely boned. Um, but uh, Derrida and uh, Sisu uh, did. You know, did they? Didn't they? Kind of situation. Interesting. It's a real yeah, Sam and exactly. Diane type of thing. It's like yeah, it's a it's a real Tupac Madonna sort of situation. <laughs> 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 I'd be so mad if they if they if they didn't fuck. They had to have. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. Did they? I think so. It'd be really weird if they didn't. Yeah. Okay. They, yeah. Tupac and Madonna definitely fucked. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So. So there's that. So so she basically Sisu took a Tupac uh, Shakur, a, a the huge... rapper I'm talking about. Yeah. Not the. Um... You know, all I the think, other I people. Think it was actually like an Incan king. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I've it might never, be named after an Incan king. You know what's weird? I've never met, I've never heard of anyone being named Tupac except Tupac Shakur. And I feel like we're old enough now and he, he's been dead for long enough that I feel like we should have been having way more Tupacs. Yeah, maybe maybe it, uh, it's considered cursed because he got murdered, but then there would be no more Chris's either. There'd be no more Christopher's. No, yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> a cursed name. That's kind of an interesting concept. Because it's like you don't you don't want to like name your kid Tupac and then just be like, oh, he's probably gonna get murdered by his record producer. God, what if what if I had a <laughs> in Las Vegas when he's twenty seven? What if old. I named my <laughs> eldest son Tupac? Tupac Dean. He has no middle name. It's just Tupac Dean. It would. Uh... You'd get a lot of accusations of um, like cultural appropriation, I'm sure, but I, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, it'd be kind of nice. I'd call him Toopy. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Hey, Toopy, uh, what's up? And he's like, you have to stop up, calling Toopy? me that. You really need to stop calling me that. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going by Tom because I can't go around school with the name Toopy. <laughs> yeah, he would definitely... <laughs> He gets that. so bullied. <laughs> they like everyone would like ask him to rap. They'd be like, "Hey, rap, rap like right you now." Rap for two. And he like, yeah, it's like I'm clearly Irish. <laughs> I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> okay, so I'm looking this up. Uh, yeah, that's crazy that you knew that. Yeah, it's a Peruvian uh, uh, Inca Empire. Is where is where it comes yeah. from. It's a title. It means a royal thing. Interesting. Yeah. So royal thing Shakur. Royal thing Dean. Royal thing Dean. Um, okay. So let's get back on track real quick. So Ellen Sisu, she takes uh, uh, Derrida's ideas about deconstruction, about you know upsetting this balance between binary opposites, uh, about logocentrism, right? And she applies uh, very intently uh, and intentionally a, a feminist lens to it, okay? And she calls this phallogocentrism, okay? What the? Which is, yeah, which is basically, it's not just like, uh, so logocentrism kind of, uh, you know, uh, what's it called prioritizes or privileges the idea of like the spoken word over writing phallogocentrism is an extension of that which is uh that uh male or masculine thought and um and writing 
uh, are uh, preferred or prioritized over female thought or writing or expression. Okay. Right. Like the the standard is 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 masculine. Right. That's the that's the standard, and then the female is the other. Sure. And um, I've been arguing and, that for a, no. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, that's the thing is like we kind of all have as men, uh, not not like explicitly, but definitely implicitly and tacitly. Uh, and we see this throughout history, she, she argues, which I agree with. It's, it's pretty fucking obvious. Um, yeah. A lot of this is kind of like we kind of talked about this with like, uh, you know, Pryor uh, uh, and his jokes are like seem kind of tame or, or sure, not yeah. very well inspired because it's like, well, it's been ripped up. He's the first one off. to say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. This, th- so I, I would say that her her thought here is um, is sort of the same. Suffers from the same, not problem necessarily, but like, you know, the, the op- it's like the opposite of a good problem to have. This is a bad problem to have. Like, some of the, like she, 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 you know, how there are good pioneered... problems. This is not one of those. Well, it's it's one of those things where it's like it, she pioneered this this whole like new tradition or like method in in postmodern philosophy and an end in feminist theory uh but it sounds like anyone else could could be coming up with this nowadays hmm. but she was like kind of the first one to do it okay um which is basically this it's, it's kind of like uh how the patriarchy manifests itself in the written word in written culture so the thing with postmodernists is that they take a, a really like uh like laser focus to language uh you know as as a as the means for not only self-expression, but like self-identity. Like how do you consider yourself to be the thing that you are? It, it happens through language primarily, right? Unfortunately. That's sort of like the main thing. Unfortunately. I've always said, there's, very too, I've always said there's too much language. Get rid of half of this shit. We don't need it. Acquiesce. No, I mean, fuck that. Get rid of it. Stop just saying get rid it. Of some words. Yeah, stop saying it. There's so many other do you words. Do get rid of language entirely? I think it would be a good thing at this point. And then instead of because then we don't have to talk to each other, we can just look at each other. Just sitting around. Yeah, that'll solve a lot of problems. Yeah, just stare around, just, staring just, at each other all day. The one thing that like the the one communication uh, uh, medium that like puts us above animals and has made us like <laughs> construct these like fucking things in the world. You know, and honestly, we could probably get rid of language. Get, we should just see? go back to just hooting see what I'm saying and grunting. Let's just hoot and grunt and scratch and point. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's still kind of like a, a, a type of language, but anyway, so she comes up with phallogocentrism, which is like, again, uh, the way that we communicate and the way that we express ourselves is, uh, is sort of determined by a, like a masculine standard. Okay. Like somehow, some way at some point, uh, men decided how to speak to each other, how to communicate ideas, how to communicate, you know, or- orders, uh, memories, thoughts, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they do it in their own way, and that's become the universal standard. So it's like you and I with penises at some point <laughs> started hell? talking to each other a certain way, yeah. and uh, uh, we just kind of expected women to play along. Like you just You talk to each other and to us the same way sure right you have to learn this okay uh and she's saying that uh there has to be basically like a new form of language that expresses like you know Hmm. uh women's self uh identity their own experience uh that is in a lot of ways doesn't align with like the rules almost grammatically but also culturally societally that we've developed that we've developed it we i mean 
men uh <laughs> yeah. you know that that they they have to fucking kind of follow right yes uh and so Fuck she says yeah. that's bullshit wait uh, she she argues she argues that's bullshit and i you know i agree for to a certain extent um and uh yeah so that that's kind of been like one out of many 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 instruments of oppression that men have used on women yes right uh in in other words language itself hmm. uh so she comes up with this idea called uh l'écriture féminine what uh which is is that an order french for it sounds delicious yeah it does it, it sounds uh, very good l'écriture féminine is uh french for women's writing or or woman writing <laughs> what the fuck uh, <laughs> that sounds so funny translated a, a little Hi, bit, yeah. I'm looking for your um, woman writing section, or, or or it's just feminine writing. It's also just feminine writing. Okay, um, but but uh, it's 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 a she's arguing. She writes about this in this uh, this essay called she published it in 1975 uh, called "The Laugh of the Medusa," which is a tight name for an holy essay. shit. Um, <laughs> uh, but she argues that uh, there basically has to be not only a whole a new genre of writing for women. Uh, but like an entirely new like methodology f- uh, of writing, which uh, she emphasizes uh, should explore like the individual lived subjective experience of femininity through bodily or embodied accounts of like being a woman, right? Okay. Like their experience, like because you know w- women historically have just kind of been ushered into like a closet or silenced or whatever because you know they're not. <laughs> they're not in power in <laughs> the way men are. Men just kind of took power at some point. Okay. Um, I again, I don't know how that happened exactly, but like obviously that seems to be true. At some point, we got the upper hand. It looks like you know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, not saying not saying it's great, but it, it seems that that's the case. Yeah. Um, and uh, a, and in so doing we've you know tried to monopolize that uh, the power that we have and in so doing have silenced women and their experiences right um and their abilities to explore themselves uh sort of making them like not just not not necessarily hate themselves although that is the case in a lot of uh, in a lot of ways uh but sort of deny themselves deny like their experience being true their experience being valid blah 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 yeah. right it's because it all has to be kind of aligned with how we say, right? And again, emphasis on the word "say," you know, language. How we say like things should be, how they think, how things are, and we see that through like the 19th century with like scientific uh, writing as well. You know, most most of the me- men were scientists. Most philosophers have been. Oh, sorry, so hold on. Most of the scientists have been men. Most of the philosophers in in the Western world and in the Eastern world too. Fuck it, fucking you know. It, <laughs> in, the, in the Chinese tradition, in the Indian tradition, it's, it's men. It's men, 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 men. It's just dicks men, everywhere. Men, 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 men. <laughs> Are you fucking quote? Is that the song from Two and a Half Men? <laughs> Two and a Half yeah. Men. <laughs> men, 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 men. That's what I hum uh, whenever I'm in the philosophy uh, department at UT. <laughs> I walk around going men, 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 and then they go, "You have to stop doing this." You have to stop. You doing gotta that. go, and, it, and I run in fear. Like okay. I never stand up for myself. I just run. Yeah, you should. While you're running, you 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 go. I'm not wrong. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. For Angus, as I run away. 
for Angus. Yeah, that's the name of the, okay. the little that little fat boy on the show. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, that kid who like became like a weird Amish. Like, he became real religious, and I think he lost a lot of weight, and he became real religious. Yeah, kind of, kind of a yeah. weird uh, development. Kind of a Bacar story. Yeah, very much so. All right, so uh, we got a little bit more, but um, rockers. Here's this thing that I want to mention, which I think is really funny. Okay, so the way she describes écriture féminine, right, uh, women's writing, is again, it's 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 starting from a more subjective point of view, uh, and it's it's supposed to emphasize like an account of subjective experience, and especially like a more embodied, like bodily subjective experience, like what it feels like to be a woman, right, um, and just expressing that in however you can. So that ends up being if you compare it to masculine writing, uh, more poetic, uh, a little more stream of consciousness, um, not not as like analytic, definitely not as prose heavy. Um, and she even argues that prose as an entire, uh, I don't know if you'd call that a genre of writing or if that's a, uh, I don't know what you'd call that. You're the English major. I'd just be like a medium, um, I guess. A medium, I guess, yeah. Like so she would, she would argue that prose is a masculine medium of writing Hmm. where it's like sentences worth like you know a a subject a verb an object like you know this thing happens to that thing like you know it's more like a a, a factual and uh, isn't that kind of insulting to objecting uh, or category wait hold on this is this is she said that this is what she's sort of arguing because not not explicitly but what what that's sort of a an insult to uh to, to women right to be like well, prose, How? just because to, to completely close off a, a type of uh, expression seems kind of so, weird to be like, well, you shouldn't that do that a- or you or not. You shouldn't. You're not good enough to do it. That's that's uh, uh, actually a really good point. Thank you. Uh, and Thank there's, an ans- you. there's an answer. There's an answer to it, because what she's doing essentially is she's undermining the entire idea that that should be considered an insult. That like the fact that you think it's an insult means that you're still operating under the masculine thought process How? of that that's the norm. No, that not that norm. it's the norm. I'm, that's the good thing. No, I'm saying that it's sort of insulting to be like, to just completely be like, um, like you shouldn't even attempt this. I'm not saying that. No, no. She's not saying you should, shouldn't attempt it. If you're a woman, you sh- she's not saying you shouldn't attempt that well, kind I don't, of writing. Then maybe I'm, I'm misunderstanding this. Well, she, what is she saying then? She's saying that, uh, that, you can attempt it if you want, if you're a woman, but it doesn't express your 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 experience as a woman. Hmm. Or not not even that. She's not even saying that. She's just saying that this is something that men created. Okay? And you can use that medium if you want. And again, this is probably me butchering it, so sorry, Gabby. Sorry, Gabby. <laughs> but but she's saying that there should be it's not that like, you know, women shouldn't attempt like prose writing or whatever, right? Um, which is a, even even that's a simplistic way of putting it. Okay. She's saying there should be more legitimacy given to a more subjective stream of consciousness, like poetic form of writing um, as an account of truth, but like subjective experienced truth that should be just as legitimate as, you know, the idea of, you know, writing in prose with like, you know, declarative sentences, that kind of thing. And saying that, like, and and the idea of saying that th- that type of writing, which a lot of people, m- most people on the street, if you'd ask them, would say, like, that's you know how you get your ideas across. That's the official way of writing, or that's the official way of communicating, right? Um, 
she's she's undermining that that idea. Okay. That like you shouldn't think that that's the only way to write and express your truth. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I guess I did misunderstand. Right. Yeah. 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 So she's not saying women shouldn't be allowed to do that or that they shouldn't do it at all. I know a few gals saying, who wouldn't like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And ever heard of weird too, uh, Virginia what? Wolf? She'd be mad. Yeah. I think she'd be a great example. Amy of that. Hempel she also says that. Yeah. She's, she's like my favorite Anymore? writer. She rules. Amy Hempel. Amy Hempel. What did she? What did she's she? She's a write? short story writer. Um, she her most famous work is uh, a story called "In the Cemetery Where Al Jolson Is Buried." It's a uh, yeah. It's a sledgehammer oh. to your fucking heart. Every single thing she writes, she's incredible. <laughs> it's it's just sometimes well, sometimes go. I read it and I stop reading it and I just go, "What the fuck?" Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'll 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 look up Amy Hempel. I, I she wrote what what did okay this is a shitty question maybe but what 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 famous thing did she write that's her she wrote that, that's famous. her famous piece really I thought I thought I heard something else all right never mind that's fine. I mean she's I mean um, she I mean she's written you know short short story collections and shit but that that's her uh, that's definitely her her most well known uh, uh, work okay. what do you say to that uh, ben? I, what, what do you say to me enlightened I'm, Pat Dean I'm gonna take your word for it in order to move on. <laughs> I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to debate God, how many times has that happened on this fucking podcast? Okay, (laughs) sure. Let's just move on. (laughs) Let's do that. Um, Okay, so here's the part that I think is pretty funny. Um, And and I think true. Uh, So she mentions that, like... So she does delineate this kind of weird space of, like, masculine writing, uh, which has become, you know, up until now, up until her, like, call to arms, basically... Uh, has been the official way of writing or the the uh, like the, the standard or like accepted way of writing uh, and and just speaking and ex- and expressing yourself in general of this sort of more objectively oriented uh, uh, prose oriented like declarative sentence fact 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 type of writing uh, as the stand as the universal standard right oh, okay um, and then if you don't write that way then you, your your account is doesn't doesn't matter Right. Or, or it shouldn't be listened to. It's another way of like hiding women away or, or silencing them. Right. Okay. Uh, and she kind of, she argues that like so this is called phallogocentrism, which which is a is a portmanteau of logocentrism and the phallus. Right. So it's like it's basically it's basically dick writing. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's dick. It's dick focused. writing. Oh, my gosh. Um, and she says that basically and she she actually says this in her uh in her essay she says uh, so the, this you know ecriture feminine is posited in opposition to phallogocentric writing uh which is centered centered around uh le, le gros q which is french french for the big dick <laughs> uh which is that's how it's translated in english the big dick so <laughs> big dick writing <laughs> oh man uh, so which is ultimately she says boring in its pointedness and singularity because it takes its cue from like the cishet masculine sexuality, which, you know, it, I think is very obviously true, right? It's this binary, it kind of reflects the binary nature of like male sexuality, which is, you know, on or off, which is like, you know, hard, hard or soft, uh, you know, horny or finished, uh, oh you know, c- c- 
calm or not calm. Like it's very. What it's, if it's, you release two settings? What if you re- there's two settings to male sexuality? You what know? if you released like, a comedy <laughs> album and it was called uh, uh, Horny but Finished? Horny but Finished. <laughs> um, so I just I yeah I mean that would be. <laughs> First of all, disgusting. Yeah, it would not. And be definitely good. the title of my of my first uh, comedy album, horny but finished. <laughs> um, and it's just me wiping wiping myself with a towel. Um, <laughs> oh no! Gross. Or no, you know what oh. it is? It's, you, you're gonna be in it. You're gonna be like my corner guy, right? It's like I'm in the ring. Yeah, I got a black eye, and you're just it's a hologram, and you're squirting some water into my mouth. Ugh. You know, ready for round two? Yeah, and I'm like. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna throw in the towel and you're like, you can't. I've already used it and I'm like, ah, oh, I don't want to touch it. So you just get the shit yeah, kicked out I'm of you. Finished. Yeah. <laughs> I'm finished. Yeah. Um, gross. This is so. Gross. And so yeah, there's, it's pretty gross. The, uh, but I think I think she kind of hits it on the head there with uh, because it it reminds me of this one bit. Uh, I can't remember the comic who did this. Uh, but it was, it was like a Comedy Central special, where it's like uh, he's talking about how like you know women describe their orgasms and it's like. Uh, it's like, oh, I have my orgasm like this. Or, or you know, sometimes I, I, I have it like this. And he's like, I, I know how men have their orgasm. Yeah. It's like this. Quick, quick, and, and to the point. he takes the mic stand. Yeah, he takes the mic stand and he just goes, ah! And he just knocks it over. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's it's not, I'll, I'll say this. The male orgasm is not nuanced. No. <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, it's it's basically, it's a, it's an ACDC song. It's just everything is just there. <laughs> you don't have to think about it or analyze it. It's just, yeah. yep, that's 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 there's what no that hidden was. meaning. No, there's no, no. No. <laughs> no, it's not a secret code. It's pretty just right up on the and surface. Millions there. of men um, love it. <laughs> Bill, billions, actually, billions, um, billions. But anyway, so yeah, so yeah, no imagination. It's it's pretty just like you know on off. It's very binary, uh, which. As a deconstructionist and as a postmodernist, she's kind of saying, obviously, limit, limits you. Uh, and she's saying that, you know, femininity has the, all this potential of being multifaceted and multidimensional, right? Uh, and that should be reflected in, like, writing styles and self-expression, blah, 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 that sort of thing, okay? All right. Uh, and basically kind of the last thing, and we're pretty much done, is uh, uh, this distinction that she makes be- between how, like, again... <laughs> uh like you know the 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 i guess the the, the female like uh shoe, shoe? the female what? shoe i don't know why you're why i just shoe? blurred what, what blurted mean? out a random thing just but any word, just, just a any word, word that i knew you weren't going to say just so you'd go what you know what you know what's what this is actually pretty a pretty good example a pretty good illustration of the 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 difference between écriture féminine and uh, big dick writing. Big dick writing. <laughs> you, you just did some écriture féminine by yeah. kind of shooting out there this 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 word that you uh, had no real reason <laughs> to 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 utter other no. than to just you know throw it out there to experiment. In other words, yes. And I'm I'm si- I'm sitting here flustered and very annoyed because it doesn't make sense in you know my very well delineated like system of thought and sure and cause and effect and like well that's not why would you say shoe that doesn't make sense in this in this context you, you know, know and you're just like i don't care do you, do you, whatever i'm expressing my my feminine sure. writing and uh i can think of uh no better way to express that uh than by reminding people about kurgis folks 
Speaking of shoes, have you ever thought to yourself, boy, it's very ham-fisted way, boy, I to get this in there. I like, uh, <laughs> I, I like, I like wearing shoes, but sometimes they're not comfortable. Ah, oh, well, I guess mm-hmm. I'll just have to sit here and suffer, like the uh, the good Catholic that I am. Uh, I have had. If, if you're tired, if you're tired of rigid, yes, uh, rule-setting masculine shoes, don't let. <laughs> These masculine shoes and masculine way of looking at shoes affect your feet. Your feet are uh, are are delicate flowers. They're delicate flowers. They're treasured. They're loved. They're adored by uh, probably. They contain multitudes. They do. They contain multitudes, and also they contain a lot of skin cells, unfortunately. But folks, if you <laughs> have had these thoughts, these wandering thoughts about about your terrible shoes, worry no longer. Because Kurgis has got your back. Hi, Pat Dean here for Kurgis. <laughs> These are the best, uh, uh, the best slippers that you'll ever have on your sweaty, tired feet. They are uh, made from felt, baby. It's felt. It's felt <laughs> by a, uh, an all women's art collective in uh, uh, Kyrgyzstan, Ben. So. There you go. If they've the the good people of Kyrgyzstan, they have been uh, making the good women of Kyrgyzstan. Well, I'm assuming. Well, yes, yes. Uh, in this in this specific case, uh, the the good women of Kyrgyzstan, uh, they've they've been making these uh, 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 slippers for thousands and thousands, thousands of, of years. years. It's in the Bible, my friends. And you know what I say: if it's in the Bible, you should buy it. Go to Kyrgyz.com. K. Hey, Y R G I E S dot com dot com to purchase a pair or two of these wonderful slippers, these intoxicating slippers. However, Ben, you might be thinking to yourself, mm-hmm. how does this get any better? Well, if you would <laughs> shut up, if you'd shut your mouth for just for a, one second, listen for one second in your life and 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 stop making me feel so small. Then I would tell you, you can use the promo, a promo code that we have to get 15% off every single purchase. Uh, that promo code, of course, is uh, in all caps, I-L-K. Stands for I Learned Nothing. It's our new promo code. The, the last one uh, got flagged by the CIA. So we've decided to, to, to have this new one. I-L-K, in all caps, gives you 15% off every purchase you make so do it do it kurgis <laughs> no pressure though. no, no there's pressure, though. so much pressure on you we will die yeah. if, if, if you don't if, if we don't, don't sell a kurgis. certain amount uh then ben and i will be uh yeah we'll, we'll be executed on uh on live television yeah, our, our sponsorship took a turn yeah now now not only do we we don't even owe the money we owe them our lives yes they will if we don't sell <laughs> they will uh they will beat us to death on uh on, on vh1 if uh if we don't sell a certain amount so please <laughs> save our lives by kurgis um by Kurt. today um and yeah so uh yeah and, and treat your feet to something sweet and give also uh a an all women's art collective a voice that ellen sisu would be proud please. of. please um yeah uh but yeah that's basically it uh oh yeah and then this last point just the last point is uh she kind of con- conceives of um in in this essay she wrote laugh of the medusa which again one of the tightest titles yeah, that is very incredible. um 
she kind of describes femininity as like uh, as being a whole comprised of smaller holes with a W, like smaller, you know, parts of themselves are, you know, that, that make up a woman is is uh, itself kind of a whole, whereas masculinity or the male is uh, composed. Of, it's a it's a whole that's composed of its parts, uh, mm-hmm. which at any given time is uh, driven or ruled by. Uh, a a single part called a, a dictatorship of its parts, and there's one d- dictator that seems to <laughs> rise above all all the time yes. that we can't seem to ignore. Hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a troublesome it's a troublesome little guy. <laughs> it seems like it. <laughs> yeah, call, called the called the penis. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, which does suck. You know, it, it sucks to not be able to think for yourself that there's this. <laughs> There's this fucking asshole yeah. who's just like, let's do this real quick. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, yeah, what could possibly go wrong? It's just like, yeah, it's like, but I don't want to. I don't think that's a good idea. And he's just like, trust me. And it's like, I don't know if I should. All right, yeah. fine. <laughs> what could go what wrong? Could go wrong. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, that's that's basically it. But and then uh, last thing. So it's not it's not as bleak as that. Obviously, uh, uh, men can participate in uh, equitude feminine. Um, nice. You know, that's something that she actually encourages uh, uh, men to participate in. You know, we shouldn't be beholden into kind of the prison that we've set ourselves up into. You know, she kind of acknowledges that uh, the patriarchy and these the, like, you know, socially and culturally ossified gender roles puts us in a position uh, with just as little control as as women in, in certain ways too. Hmm. you know, t- the whole toxic masculinity thing. Yes. Uh yeah, it's uh, it it doesn't feel good when you when you see it in yourself. So she uh, she admits that uh, you know men can participate in this sort of more fluid understanding of gender as well. Yeah. So men and there's that you're on notice. Yeah, but also you, you can you you're in other words <laughs> to improve to translate yourself. it. Uh, to translate it, you're not a pussy if you write poetry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Yeah, Michael Madsen yeah. Uh, has several books of uh, poetry that he wrote. Isn't that weird? Yeah, and he cut someone's ear off in uh, Reservoir. Yeah, Dogs. and he's such a method actor. He actually did it in real life. He actually cut the act <laughs> the actor's ear off, and then actually they actually shot him. They actually did kill him in the in real life. Yeah, and that was actual. Uh, that was a real cop. Too. Yeah, that wasn't it was not. No, that's why. That's why it's such. It's like, wow, this guy's a really good actor. He looks really frightened. It's like, well, there's a reason for that. It's <laughs> yeah, because he has, he had a, family. a psychotic that's, that's person in front of him <laughs> who wants to kill him. Uh, that's interesting. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. So pretty cool. I I, I like this one because uh, there's a, a whole new philosopher that I didn't really know about and I learned about. And probably butchered. Yeah, but, I'm uh, wondering if if, know, if 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 our thank you, Gabby, if our friend Gab. I can't wait to hear the feedback. Well, yeah. I, I'm wondering if there's like steam shooting out of her ears right now. Maybe yeah. it's like French sounding steam though. <laughs> it just goes. I was like, it's like, yeah, hell yeah. Well, Gabby, this one's for you. We appreciate it, folks. We also, even if you're not Gabby, we appreciate you listening to this to this bullshit. Uh, again, go to Kyrgyz.com. Go to Kyrgyz.com <laughs> to help us out a little bit. Uh, also, our Patreon is available every single week. Uh, you five dollars a month gets you four, what, episodes four episodes a month. Yeah, they and and change and change sometimes. sometimes. It's yeah, like, it's like four point one seven episodes. I think is the math that I did. Yes, there you go. So uh, <laughs> yeah, and if you do decide to uh, be one of our patrons, you get 
uh, access to 120 something episodes. So that's kind of cool. Instant access, Ben. Yeah. Uh, Instant. Yeah. So anyway, we do appreciate you. Oh, what? Real quick. Uh, announcement. Also, uh, fun announcement. So after I, oh, I mentioned this on yes. the Patreon that we recently did. But after uh, years, literally years of threatening a stranger on the internet with with murder, yeah, various. <laughs> we've finally we've finally been able to obtain. I learned nothing on Instagram. <laughs> uh, so go ahead and follow us there. I'm gonna I'm gonna start you know building it up and transferring stuff and blah blah blah. Whenever whenever but, uh, we give ourselves a yeah. round of applause on this show, it 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 just it's it's just so sad. Like when, when, when you go back and listen cavernous. to it, it just sounds yeah, it's <laughs> it does. It sounds it like echoes. there's it there's possibly like several hundred people watching an event and literally two people are, are moved by it. So uh yeah, yeah it's, it's just <laughs> we finally have it. So Ben will uh begin uh as he said, building it up. We're, we're finally going to have an online presence with this fucking show. Uh, yeah. Anyway, folks, as always, That's it. keep on thinking hard. Uh, the truth sucks. Uh, uh, the C is a bastard. It's Freud, baby. I forgot about that. It's Freud, baby. Yeah. And most of them. How you doing? Fox News. And as, as always, if you are not Catholic, you're going to hell. You're going straight down there. And fuck it. Here's better than Ezra. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For no reason. Fuck yeah. I haven't thought with these dudes in so long. Uh oh, that's the band? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was a song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh mercy.
yeah, you were so good.